OTB podcast, you're back with us again for another punishing week of uh, World Cup chit chat from the this time the Valdezol World Cup round uh, final of the season and boy what a race it was nail biting to the end in the women's race and the men's uh, but before we get into that too much I'd like to welcome back Red Dog we've uh, we've found him again he's he's made it back welcome back Red Dog yeah thank thanks for having me back it's great to be back I travelled to out to the regions to sort of promote the podcast. Travelled home last week to my uh, native Palmerston North. And uh, surprisingly, no one had heard of it. So, uh, yeah. How did the promotion go, though? Did you Do you think maybe we've got one or two more listeners this week? Uh, oh, yeah, we might have lost some listeners. Um, oh, no, hang on. I did see Cow um, over the weekend, and he, he said that he'd love to listen, but he doesn't know how. So if we can get him on board, that's an extra one. So does that mean, Red Dog, that we've confirmed that Cow is not the cow in the Fantasy League? Incorrect. Cow is the cow in the Fantasy no. League. Yes. Yeah. We can dive into that. That was a whole thing. Yeah. It was that is great. fantastic. Uh, we'll have to get into that in the fantasy side of things. Uh, we'll have to remember to talk about fantasy. But uh, also, joining us again, third show in a row, Chris Vanderkolk. Welcome back, Chris. Uh, pleasure to be back. Thanks very much for having me again, guys. Um, and uh, just want to let you know that I've actually got an agent now, so this media career is taking off. Um, and I'll remember you guys as it starts to soar over the next couple of years. So, Can't wait yes. to hear you on the Downtime Podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll be dealing with Lucas Myrtle. Fantastic. <laughs> he gets people paid. What the fuck paid. is that? It's Lawrence's uh, agent. Agent to the start. Oh, yeah, no, I'm still watching the um, the uh, the Deegan podcast, Red Dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! No, I think you're you're talking about the the YouTube channel there, mate. He's a visual visual artist. Oh, he's oh yeah, okay. Well, I've had four gins, so give me a break. Yeah, we're we're more in the the face for radio type of uh, type of league down here. Yeah, but, um, face for radio and the voice for radio. So you're in the tropics, Chris. I'm actually um, I'm in uh, Port Douglas at the moment, uh, just on holiday with the family. But I thought while I was over here, I'd do a little bit of a recce uh, for the upcoming Crankworks and Cairns, um, oh, where yeah. there's also a uh, cricket match on at the moment, which Red Dog is watching. Um, chances are Red Dog's going to watch the cricket, but not the Crankworks. So terrible place for a, a bicycle event, though. It's, Why is it's, she? It's too hot. Completely like unplanned. The top of my notes, I had what's more dead, crankworks or cyclocross? Is cyclocross dead, is it? It's on the way up, isn't it? Well, I think it might have hit its peak. I think gravel might have kind of taken over that niche these days, but it's just a bullshit because you're a a national champion. Well, you know, I'll take that medal with me to the grave. I'll be wearing that in my coffin, hopefully. Yeah, but you've got to you got to look a couple of steps ahead. Uh, ahead, every dog. Um, we're going to see Kerry on the gravel circuit within 
maybe a season, I think. Well, the rate yeah. I'm going trying oh, yeah. to find a drivetrain for my uh, new Stigmata, uh, I'll be on a gravel run bike. It's it's pretty dismal out there trying to find drivetrains for any sort of road or gravel at the moment. Are you, uh, I'm sure you could pay retail. Oh, what's that? You know? No, he quits mountain biking before he pays retail. Yeah, I mean, I want to be I want to be an everyman, but I don't want to pay retail. Let's face nah. it. Nah, you don't want to be an everyman. It sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Um, did you guys watch any downhill racing in the weekend? I, I caught a few runs on Sunday morning of my coffee. Caught a few of them. Um, yeah. You cop? Did you cop? cop I a copped few runs. a few runs. Yeah, you yeah. cop. I copped a few runs. It was um, it's pretty good. What I mean, first up, that track looks. I mean, it is brutal. It's fucking brutal. But do, do you reckon that it was too much? Or are you so, in my opinion, it's time to put a lock on the gate at the top. That thing is time deep. to lock up deep. the black snake. Yeah. It, I don't know if it's too much, but damn, some bits, that rocky, really rocky section, they had it on the footage where you could go high into that right. just looks yeah. horrific. Like, it doesn't even look good to ride. Nah. I reckon when when the best guys in the world are saying it's just, it's fucked, it's blown out, needs to be replaced, um, I think that's telling you everything you need to know. Can you hear the background, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a wrestling match going on? There is, yeah. Is that someone off the top rope? Yeah, off the top rope. Yeah, good. Um, now, so the the track is pretty much the same. Well, not not totally the same, but it follows basically the same line as it did in 2008. So I'm kind of... There's quite a bit of real estate on that hill. I'm sure they could build something new. <laughs> but... it, it has actually changed quite a bit. Like when I was there last like five years ago, it was certainly different from oh, there's there's definitely the quite a few bits but it follows pretty much the same line you know like it goes yeah. the same place basically very uh, like maybe, similar some of those key maybe, sections are quite similar yeah maybe they've, it's they've got to a, move it over 50 meters they've, they've got a conundrum on their hands though right because that track has sort of become legendary and it's it's known as you know the black snake it's legendary track if they go and rebuild a whole new track they sort of start the legacy from start does that does that yeah, matter? Because it's still it's still got the Valdesol name to it, so it's still got some you know it's still got some history. Here's what I much like when they shut down Karka, what do you do? You just get Hill in and and um you put him on that iron horse and he does one last glorious run, and then oh. they shut the gate. Well, we've it. talked about this offline, Red Dog, and if they did do that, there'd be there'd be a lot that would have to come with it. You know, they'd have to chop the last tree. Oh, the Karka one. Well, both. Oh, we've been through at length the Karka. When they shut Karka down, when they finally log it, KB does the final run, jumps to jump, jumps over the now, the river that's there, renews the vows, of course, and then they <laughs> they chop down the tree. Yeah. But you'd have to do the same thing in Belt of Soul. You know. yeah. Is Hill going to renew his vows? Hard to say. Won't speak <clears> for him, but it seems appropriate. He rolls oh. straight into Sam Palooza at the bottom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, the the shit that comes out of this the podcast. Yeah. It's already off Facebook. 
Oh, it's only seven and a half minutes in. It's gone. We've got the hill mentioned done at least, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> so we got that out of the way. Um, but yeah, I was hoping, you know, as always, I was hoping Horse might be able to actually come on and give us some insight. But he's once again, um, this we should just call this the Left on Scene podcast because he's essentially just left us on scene again. Um, I thought, you know, he'll have some good insight. He might have some team rumours. Um, you know, he might have some news, but he's uh, he's failed to make an appearance again. So we'll um, we'll take that out of his next paycheck. But that's um, that's another topic. But the so the junior men um, with the hill mention, Jackson Goldstone goes down on what looks to be a winning run on the hill corner, on that left hander at the bottom. And... I take exception to this. Yes, sorry to cut you off there, Kerry, yes. because. He wasn't on a hill run. He was on a good run. No, he was on a but winning he run. But he run went, he? He, no, I said he was on a winning run, but he went down on the hill corner. Was he okay. on a winning run? Was he on a winning run? He was up at all the splits, wasn't he? No. He was, was down the second at the fourth split. Ah, oh, well, maybe that was uh, me not paying enough attention, but I'm a shitty man. He was in contention for the win. He was in contention. Yeah, okay. There is, the media are saying that he was on... They've compared his run to the Sam Hill run because he crashed in the same place. Hmm. But the Sam Hill run is not famous because Sam Hill crashed. It's famous because he was up by like four oh, seconds when he crashed. Yeah. On a track, you can't be up in by four rest. seconds. Exactly. And yeah. still then got in No, he just went down on the hill corner. So, snaps his Was it the hill last. corner? It was the hill corner? Yeah, it was the no. end of... It was basically the same thing, like on the exit oh, okay. of that corner. Snaps his handlebars. <clears> snaps the left-hand side of his handlebars. And uh, has to ride through to the finish with only one side of his handlebar. He, um, have you seen the helmet cam footage of his run? I've seen it. I haven't heard it. I heard uh, he was so not I, very happy. So I skipped to the end of it just to just to see the crash go down, basically. And um, he picks the bike up, grabs hold of the handlebar, basically with what's left of it, the couple of inches that's sticking out. Meanwhile, the rest of his handlebar is bouncing in and out of his front wheel. So oh. makes makes the quick oh, decision rough. to pick that up and hold it, and it's just basically constant beeps the whole way down through to the finish line. Oh. I mean, that's rough. I can't say I wouldn't be pissed. It's your final race as a junior, which you'd be hoping to go out on top and win, especially after you missed out on the world champs last week. I mean, he still had he had the World Cup overall wrapped up already, but yeah, I can see why he was a bit bit disappointed there. Do you think but, he was just annoyed? Was he annoyed with the bar breaking or annoyed with the crash? Oh, I'd say it was the crash. <clears throat> but without the bar breaking, he probably would have actually still been in. Well, he was—he only missed out on third by half a second. So mm. there's a good chance he's still got second place because second place was a solid 10 seconds back of Jordan Williams. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan Pinkerton. Yeah. Who I always call Percy P- Pilkington because it's in this kid's book that I read. It's great. Mm. It's a good story. Yeah, I know. It's, but I can't stop saying it now. It's Horses um, Guy. Did you. Oh, is he on GT? Yeah, great knowledge. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's Who knew? I don't, I don't follow the junior class that deeply. Um, so, Jordan Williams, though. Fastest time of the day by like three seconds. Was it three seconds? I knew it was fastest. It was, I, didn't, I hadn't. It was looked. something like that. But I mean, this has got to be track changing, right? We can't. Uh, <clears throat> I can't take. 
I can't take 3.8 seconds. I can't take that as, you know, not some sort of effects of track changing or something. Uh, I mean, but how much did it? You cannot oh, give no, me it a rained. junior it winning rained. by it nearly rained. four seconds. Nah, did it's it, not. Did it rain? Did it rain between juniors and elites? It rained in the elites. Like it rained right at the start yeah. of the elites. Like even. Oh, that had to. Was... Guys were like coming through, and it was pissing down at the top. Like, uh... yeah. And we didn't see sure, maybe, a lot stuff. of the track in the broadcast, but there were definitely sections that were in the broadcast that they were struggling in because hmm. of the wet. There was, there was some, a root section that they were being greasy, on. greasy sections in there for sure. Yeah, so no, that's right. We've got to the bottom of that. I also reckon I that any time were... that the juniors put three seconds into the elite, you, I'm sorry, but I want to see. I want to see them all thrown back in there. Whether it's, I don't care whether they just get put into, you know, like they qualify, they still get the top you know, whatever of them qualify, and then they just put mm. them in with Elite wherever they fit into place. I guess they want to keep it as out of it, but it's like it's not even like they broadcast any of the junior racing or anything. So why nah. not? If these dudes like Jackson and Jordan are fast enough to be up in the top 10, fuck, put them in there. They deserve to be in there. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this mm. is something that hopefully changes um, next year is they look at the top couple of juniors and either broadcast them, especially, or just qualify them for the big show. Mm. But it's like, just run them with the elite and run all of them, like, you know, qualify the top 15 or whatever it is that get in. And, you know, yeah. maybe the first maybe the first 10 of them start before the elite men because they're not as fast, but <clears throat> the next five are scattered throughout the top, you know, say for argument's sake, the top 30, if that's what happens next year. And then they just still get their own, um, their own podium at the end of the day. Why not? Yeah, I I reckon like there's so much chat around, all the you know three seconds up or over the elites, and they kind of get held up as being elite beaters now. But would you put them into elite next year and they're doing that? Yeah, like in this, I mean, it has been done, hasn't it? First year elite, uh, first year elite wins. Did Tebow do it at Leger, or was that second year elite? Might have been second, but, yeah, but that that's only happening because those guys are they're at elite level and yeah. elite age, and they're mm. good enough, right? So like, you sort of expect that the every now and then there'd be a junior that comes through that when they hit elite, they're good enough to podium. Yeah, wouldn't happen often, but no, it should happen. No, they they all they all kind of come around like that, but. Yeah, I I'd like to see them racing with the elite just for the purely to get rid of the pink bike comments about how fast he's. I mean, no disrespect, they're obviously very fast and very good, but you know, if Jordan was racing at the same time as everyone else in the elite, he wasn't winning by three point eight seconds. I'll take that to the bank. No, I agree. I hundred percent agree with that. Is um, <clears throat> has this year been a success for Jackson? I mean, so he's overall winner, yeah. but yeah, yeah, I, it's a huge success for him because he goes into he goes into a late with a huge profile and a big name. And... To be fair, he had much the same last year though, but I think he he has improved. Like he's got even faster in this year because he was world champ last year. So, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I'm sure he would have liked to have gone in with two world championships. I'm sure that's what they're all they're all hoping for. for. But um, I mean, there's no no doubt he's set in stone as a you know the next guy. But would you say I, that Jordan Williams' stock has gone up? Oh, 100%. I think Jordan has proved himself pretty heavily that he's right there with him this year. Like, he hasn't had quite the consistency of Jackson, but he's had, mm. you know, like, you look at this race, and regardless, you know, fastest time of the day, it's still impressive. Yeah. Um, world champ. So, for sure, he's um, he's right there with him. I mean, we've seen plenty of these guys come through at the same time. You know, a couple of them come through at the same time like this. So, yeah, it's just the next two dudes to uh, to come move move their way into elite. Who do you reckon is going to step into their place? Mm, who's first year? Oh, like Jordan's moving, <coughs> Remy's moving up, Jackson's moving up. Yeah, Ryan really Pinkerton is first year. I'm pretty sure. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Hang it's on. gonna be. Um... Where's the show? Additional columns. Thanks to Roots and Rain. It'll tell me yeah, the age. That's what but... I was looking at now. I, yeah. I reckon this, this, this is... is that question though, Kerry. Is 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 why the juniors are so, for lack of a better way of putting it, tenuous, because you could have someone come out of anywhere, like any country who we don't know about, that most of the world doesn't know about, who just kind of dominates in their first year racing a World yeah, Cup season. that's the thing. You, the, you're going from 17s to 19s, really. There could be there could be someone who's waiting to step in next year who does the same thing as Jackson did when he moved in. Exactly. There could be some, some Euro kid that we're not sure about. But Probably from Italy with a massive helmet. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big golf balls. Dave, David... Capello of the Rogue Racing after skull team. He's probably going to be your number one next after year. After skull. Yeah. He'll get you. That sounds gnarly. I th- hey, hang on. Isn't old, uh, oh, maybe Hugo Marini? Is he a first year? I feel yeah, like he's Hugo Marini year. is. Bodie Coon. Bodie Coon. Uh, Tegan Cruz, I think, is pretty legit. Yeah. But they, yeah. I mean, I, I hazard to say it, but they're no Jackson Goldstone. Nah. We'll see. We'll get there when it's time. I, As, I think you've, you've got a two-year window for a Jackson Goldstone to come through and just dominate for two years. Like that's all. That, it, there could be someone that comes in we've never heard of that will dominate for two years and then go to elite. Hey, Same thing. Isn't it fucked though? How when you go Jackson Goldstone? I remember when his run bike video came out. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to think about it. Yeah, that makes you feel way too old. Uh, right, that's enough of the junior men. Um, junior woman, another third place for Jenna Hastings. Got her way onto the podium and ended up third equal overall with Isabella Yankova, but they gave third to Isabella because she got the best result the final round, or the better result. Is that how that works, is it? Yeah. Okay. But um, it's been a, been a solid season for her. It has been. I mean, you're a world champ. I probably wouldn't have raced this one. I would have just left it. No she, point. She, um, is that her last year as a junior? I think it might be. I yeah, think... it is. Are you sure? Uh, two seconds. Caller. I'm just got to go back to the junior men so I can work it out from them. Great radio here. Hang yeah, on. it is. She was born in 2004. Oh, wow. Oh, 
I thought this was a first year, and I was like, ah, oh, sweet. Yeah, same. Insane next year. So Gracie Hemstreet, she's been she's been strong this year. So she uh, she won as Belly and Cover second, Jenna a third. All of them moving up. So yeah, kind of opens the door again. It's not often you get a dominant two year two years of dominance in the women junior women, eh? Nah, not really. <clears throat> I wonder well, why that is. We, we talked about this last week, Gary. Uh, there needs to be more depth coming into elite women's and it has to come from more juniors coming through quickly, right? And, yeah. And more of those elite women staying in the category for longer. I think um, I think those like those three are going to be pretty legit, I think, that we just named off. Like, I think mm-hmm. they'll, go, they'll go pretty good up in the uh, in the elite. So it'll be interesting to see when they move up. Mm. It's definitely um, getting to be a way more competitive field for sure. And there's no one really stepping out of elite women next year in the in the top sort of ten. Nah, nah. I think everyone's still still around, so it should be another That's pretty good. competitive year. That's awesome. Hopefully, maybe even get some uh, Rachel Atherton back in there. That'd be cool. Um, Rachel and Tani back in the mix. That'll well, yeah, there's, Tani will be back too, so that uh, that just expands it even more. But um, man, elite. Elite Woman was pretty good. I think mostly based on the storyline of Cami Blanche coming in with a um, three and a half weeks off collarbone surgery from her broken collarbone. Um, missed the last round. Came in with, I don't know exactly what the points lead was, but she had to be, uh, if Valley won, Cami had to be fourth or better. Um, mm-hmm. She came through into fourth. Uh, and then got bumped back into fifth by Jess Blewett. But man, I was um, I was pulling for her, pulling for her. I was I was hoping she was going to win it. And um, yeah, Valley kind of fell apart a bit in her run, and um, ended up third. So Cami won it with her hand velcroed onto her handlebars. It was velcroed on. Yeah, for extra grip, she had velcro on her gloves and on her grip to um, so she oh, could hold wow. on. I mean, you could you could see she was battling through it, but man, she was fucking impressive. Still to pull she, off that. She, um, for someone who was riding injured, she took some pretty big hits. Like, well, there was a couple where I was like, a couple was... of things, eh? and I was like, how have you held on? Yeah, I was like, how is that shoulder? Like, how are you even holding that up at the moment? It was nuts. But, that it's was, a rough track to, to come into it injured. Yeah. At all. So pretty pretty awesome to see her take the overall. She man, she's she's been a late bloomer because she's really come on like the last three seasons, so that was um, impressive. Well, she's only been so riding since two thousand eighteen or something. They say that every yeah, That's right. Yeah. So I, I have another question about women's then and that in that light is how many women could we see come in that don't come in through juniors because most of the guys come in through juniors, right? But mm. how many women that could that could come in through straight into senior who come out of big local scenes or whatever else um, that we don't know about? Like we need one or two top level women to come into elite, plus the juniors come in. Suddenly you've got sort of a field of maybe fifteen really competitive women, and the whole thing gets a bit sharper. 
Yeah, I'd be... I mean, not that I have the time to do this, but I'd be interested to go back through, you know, and look at even like 10 years ago and kind of look at the top 15 and see what those time gaps were like. But I don't reckon mm. it's changed all that much, really. Like the pointy end of the field has always been at the pointy end of the field, you know, like it's... There's, there's always been kind of two or three or, you know, even up to kind of like five at the moment that are the dominant ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Chris is just yep. walking around the outside of a house, so it's quite distracting. He's just, he's um, just taking us through a ticket tour. I wasn't actually looking at him. I was looking at the results from uh, the last race. You guys carry on. Don't worry about me. Man, yeah, Miriam fine. Nicole put down a stormer. She was, um, she was out for that win for sure. Oh, yeah, she was visibly pissed at World Champs, so... Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. So she put in, like, a four-second win, which was pretty impressive over Nina Hoffman. Man, Nina's been consistent this year. She's pulled some seriously good results off, too. Do you know the weird thing I find with Nina is I never watch her and think, man, she looks good. Like... Nah. She always looks like there's always a bit... It's a bit shabby. I don't know how it is. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. She's always going quite fast. Yeah. But um, she always looks like a bit ragged. I'm like, oh, she looks... Yeah. doesn't look quite on, but then she is. It's crazy. Something on the riding style. Um, yeah. Valley Hole, who had qualified first and finished third. Uh, and then we had New Zealand's own. Uh, Jess Blewett in fourth place. So another podium for her. She's been coming on real strong, which is good. She was fastest at the speed trap and fastest in the last two splits as well. Fastest at the speed trap? Yeah. So she um, she had some good pace. She was um, she was real strong in the last split, actually. Last two yeah, splits. Yeah, nice. So she looks good. good. That bike her. looks real good, eh? Um, oh, it's, it's a big improvement over their old ones. Massive improvement. And we I, obviously we'd credit horse, but he's not here, so it can't be him. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give a percent pie, if he was here, we'd probably give him more, but we no, won't. Not, yeah, not really much. Eh? But it is a massive improvement, and her bike in particular looks really dialed. Ethan Craig's yeah. looks really good as well. Um, no, they um they seem to be onto a good thing because their old bikes were not looking that good. No, no, not at all. And she's Red is dog. she going to be a, a win contender in the future? I reckon. I reckon she's young, man. Like she's quite a bit yes, younger yeah. than those other girls that are that she's racing against there. So, um, give her a couple more years, and she'll she'll be strong. Like I think if she can stay uninjured, that's kind of been a bit of a crux at the moment. I think you know that she's she's hurt herself reasonably badly a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, Red dog. I'm just going to go bust. back a couple of steps there. I'm sorry for not jumping in earlier, but. Um talking about Nina not looking comfortable mm. on the bike. Do you think that's got anything to do with the bike? <laughs> Here we go. I mean, I, I won't comment on it. I, um, I don't set these things up, do I? So, um, But yes, it does. Yeah, it heaps to do with the bike. Um, essentially, that Santa Cruz is dog shit. Is that what you're asked for? I'm just, look, I mean, you're an engineer. You've, you've because the Santa Cruz negotiations for a sponsorship for the podcast. I just... Uh, <laughs> No, no, no. The bike looks shot ourselves good. in the foot, haven't we, Kerry? <laughs> the, the bike, the bike looks good. Except, I don't know if it's just like her, her frame or whatever, but it looks like slightly small. I don't know. It's really hard to tell. But nah, the bike looks fine. I think it's just like her style always looks a bit ragged, and um, the bike moves around a lot. And so you're like, oh, day, yeah. We don't. 
our opinion's good for nothing anyway. Yeah, we can't really know anything from our couch. <laughs> oh, absolutely um, not. I know less right. than nothing. I want to move on to a couple of points. Um, so Finn Isles set out this race, decided to sit mm. it out after his concussion at Leger, which I thought was pretty smart. There was a bit of an interview going on that he was talking to Sven and basically saying, um, you know, kind of for the longevity of his, of his career, he'd rather not push it because he wasn't feeling that good. So good on him. Uh, I know we've talked about it a couple of times already, but it's good to see people actually um, going, you know what, this race isn't that important. Hmm. So with that, he... he he still... said that it was affecting his vision, like his yeah. neck was. Yeah, that's like, that's pretty bad. Because he yeah. lined up for practice, if I recall, in the early coverage of, at the beginning of the week. Yeah, I think he was he on the was bike. He was taped up and he was point. on the bike, ready for practice, and then he called it. But you see, I was actually, it was actually interesting listening to that uh, that little interview because he um, he officially took himself out of starting at Leger because UCI was handing out fines for people who didn't do like a proper medical clearance to not start. So a whole bunch of people got fined. Tohoto was one of them um, for failing to show at the start line. And um, so Finn went and actually put an official, like went to a UCI doctor and basically was like, look, this is what happened. And they were like, yeah, you've got a concussion. Um, so yeah, it's not safe for you to race. So he took himself out officially uh, so he didn't get fined and um, then the UCI almost like I don't think they officially kind of benched him but they I think he had to kind of be re-cleared again if he was going to race this weekend um, but he also said that Angel Suarez had to sit out two weeks uh, the UCI made him sit out so interesting that there is actually some like concussion protocols kind of being put mm. in place you'd have to think that if it's not already there, it's got to be coming, right? Like, if the UCI is the governing body of the sport and of, you know, uh, the athletes' uh, eligibility to race, then concussion protocols have to exist. Because yeah. otherwise, they're affected by sponsorship pressures or personal pressures or whatever else to go and race when they shouldn't. Well, they have them in the EWS, so I'm sure they'll... Uh... Mm. I'm sure, you know, they'll bring them over into downhill racing. They'll move their kind of stuff like that over, I'm sure, next season. So if you say in Tohoto's case at World Champs, yeah. what, he broke his scaphoid? Yeah. And so he's got a broken arm and he hasn't cleared it with the UCI doctor. Yeah. Then he And he doesn't show for the start line. Then he gets fined? Yeah, so they were fining That's people for not showing up. It's ridiculous. Um, Tani Seagrave got fined. She wasn't even there. No way, did she? She was yeah, on she, the... At, at Val de Sol or at Leger? She was at uh, Leger. Leger. She was on the Great Britain... Well, she wasn't racing, you know. Like, no, she never she even was lined there, up. But, she never rode yeah. practice or anything. Um, so you're kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Because doesn't that incentivize them just to line up? Like, oh, yeah. shit, I'll get fined if I don't go to the UCI doctor. So I'm just going to line up. No, that's... That's an admin thing. That's not like incentivizing. Like that rule doesn't exist to incentivize them to line up. That that I I can't say why the rule exists, but it it's there to make sure that they. I guess protocol, uh, right? probably trying to just keep the start list cleaned up, especially if you've got dudes in like the top twenty, and then someone yeah, doesn't so, someone doesn't yeah. show up. But then they still had Finn on the start list because there was still a big blank period where Finn was supposed to be racing. 
So yeah, but you know. can't you can't expect UCI to have some form of organisation there. That's no, that's true. It's asking They're a lot. Pretty, pretty notorious for not doing much. Um, on the continual uh, injuries theme, um, did you see Minaj crash from practice? Yeah, it's Yuck. pretty dirty. Pretty yeah, dirty. Three broken vertebrae. Mm. That's um, rough. That's rough when you're like 40 years old. Yeah, that but is rough. I'm sure he'll be back. That, that was a shame not to see him because he's so good there. Yeah, especially like the last, you know, winning worlds there last year. I'm sure mm. he was wanting to, um, wanting to lay down something good to finish the season out. Especially because he's been getting, he's had some stronger rides. But, yeah, I mean, Chris, I'll put it to you. Was the bike to blame? No, I think if anyone's going to have right. that bike dialed, it's Greg Minar, right? Like, if anyone uh, wants to join the podcast, there's two spots open up. <laughs> um, effective immediately. Red Dog, I think we've cracked him. <laughs> uh, it's taken how many episodes, but we got uh, there. So we got there in the end. No, I think, um, look, I, it's, a, it's a shame to see the goat go out like that. Um, I've got think... to say though, it's it's. I mean, it's look. It's hard to take a read on where his head's going to be at, but that's going to be a rough way to end a season for him. He's know? the sort of guy though that I feel like he will go be in a neck brace for three months, and he's going to be like hungry. These fucking guys, like I'm coming back next year, and yeah, he'll come back right. and win a race or something. Oh yeah, comes out, oh, comes yeah. out swinging. So, but I'm... having having said that, Kerry, because you're backing him, he won't. Yeah, no, he won't win again, so then we will see another one added to the record. Mm. Um, Blinky also out of the finals with a final practice crash, unfortunately, so he didn't make it through. Yeah, that that was Well, he didn't make it to the race run, at least. Unfortunate end of the season for him as well. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what my favourite part of the broadcast was? Seeing Jeremy Christmas in the start hut. Yes, I got that as a note. Jez's sighting. Yeah, he yeah. was there. Big I thought I saw him at World Champs. He was at the bottom, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he would have been there, for sure. Yeah, he would have been. Oh, Jeremy. How good's a Jesus sighting? He, everyone was paying when we were at National Champs and I was riding a bike that was 10 years old. <laughs> he was doing the start, or not National Champs, that National Race <laughs> at Coronet. He was in the start line and everyone was paying me out about having an old bike, including Chris. And um, then he paid me out about having an old bike and that it was from when I last raced and stuff. It was great. <laughs> it's brilliant. Was he, running, was he running the start gate at Coronet? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah, really good chat, that guy. Yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's, he's all good. Yeah. Nah, that's him. He's, uh, he's, he's pretty good. Do you, know, do you know who was at um, Slifer Cross Nationals? Was uh, Derek That's McCarthy. a conversation starter. <laughs> yeah. Derelict. Yeah, Derelict was there on the start oh, line. He's, he's still like, around. Yeah, he didn't expect to see me rolling up. He's like, Jesus, what are you doing here? Yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. Derek, I can't, I can't miss out on a race, mate. So, yeah, I'm here. Uh, he can't stay away from competition, can he? I saw him eating a tray of hot chips and a can of Coke. It was pretty classic. He, he loves a Coke, eh? Remember yeah, he, he loves a Coke? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. big Coke was big, big dramas one year at Oceania is when <laughs> he was... Um, when someone stole one of his cokes, yeah, and, uh, or maybe a few of his cokes, and he was not happy. It was uh, there was a big sit down, a team sit down, and um, yeah, there was some words had. Uh, I believe Nathan Rankin. This was actually part of it was um, 
a few of the elite guys had bought beers when we'd gone into town to the supermarket because we were at Threadbow. Uh, yeah, no, nah, Mount Buller. And it was like quite a drive in. A few of the guys had bought beers for, for afterwards, some of the elite guys. I was a junior at this point. Mm, and, just, um, just a few of the guys had a... Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they got told that they were, um, you know, in no no way or form was there any drinking or anything to be had after the race and i believe the words that came out of nathan rankin's mouth were this is the last fucking race i ever come to to represent new zealand at <laughs> spoiler alert it probably wasn't no no it wasn't there's definitely a few more after that because they did backtrack and they were allowed to have their beers but there was an uh, an over 18s area set out in the lodge that we're at and the, no oh, one else was allowed that. in there it oh very... that's great yeah. The, the New Zealand contingent to the national champs included how do we manage the drinking requirements? <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where um, is that the one where Skullsy ended up naked? Uh, no, that was Threadbow the next year. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 No, I got oh, maybe a couple of years later. No, it was a few years later. This was 2005 uh, at Mount Buller Oceania's. I oh, got, right. Um, that, that same night uh, being... Being one of the juniors, I got my hazing with a bucket of water over me in the middle of the night. Oh, so good. yes. Did yeah. they do hazing at Oceania's? Well, I mean, I don't know if you call it hazing, but there was, there was a few juniors that got buckets was, of water and shit like that all over. Well, it pretty was just much. Oh, I up think, on Kerry, think, wasn't it? I think yeah. every junior, but maybe it was just me. Who knows? Memory fails. I wasn't cool, so it wouldn't have surprised me if it was just me. Well, it's toughened you up, Kerry. Yeah, you know, built me into the man I am today running a podcast talking shit about people over the internet it's just Would what we say do running are we running it well, i yeah, do are we letting it run itself yeah, it kind of runs its own course a very poor course um right back on track um not very much back on track who had loris for the win i don't think any of us Red Dog, you listened to the podcast. Do you remember what we predicted? Um, I'm sure no, nah, you said it right. At, you said it right at the end. And to be honest, I'd zoned out after yeah. the stories of Byron and Lester and the camper. Good. Call. Um, that I I really would love to relitigate that at some point because who the who the fuck is taking any sheets or pillows out of that pile? I do not know. Um, well, I'll tell you who. Lester and Byron. It was insane. I could have um, told you that before they went on the trip. <laughs> but no, I didn't remember who you picked. I don't believe it was Laura. Any of you picked Loris though. Oh, I'm sure our no, picks were all no wrong. I think Loris. I said I think I said Amory from memory, and he I'm had, pretty sure yeah he had a terrible day. But I think there were some there were some clues that we didn't pick up on, which was mainly one, uh, Loic being cooked after World Champs. Like every interview since he was he just said he was tapped and he couldn't race and he was close to not racing um so he was never going to be a contender and we didn't pick that from last week man you you pay way more attention than me i don't remember ever hearing any of that yeah there was all these yeah. yarns about the whole french team being on the back foot um yeah, well, because well, that had a huge look result like it. is amazing like Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably need to listen to more interviews. But yeah, he he uh, he smashed it. So three, yeah, three second win. But how about Cole, the OTB sleeper? Yeah. 
He's always yeah, been the ultimate sleeper. Carl we like Cole. He's always been the ultimate sleeper. Fastest in time training, fastest in qualifying. And, um, I mean, Loris put it to him, but, man, what a way to end the season with the second place. Yeah, it was awesome. He's he, He's been the most improved over two years, eh? Yeah, and Absolutely. he looks so good. Like he just like so good. the bike looks good and everything. You know, like he doesn't look out of control really. No, uh, not at all. I like that bike too. Yeah, I like the Me too. bike. Memories. Char- Charlie Hatton goes well on it as well. Memories of a Sunday, right there. It mm. is. There's reason I built it the way they have. Yeah, no, it's a that's a pretty it's a cool bike, isn't it? It's a cool um cool setup they've got going on. You'd hope that those two guys stay on there because they've been really good for them this year. They've been great. That's been a really like tidy team, those two. Yeah. The bike strong. looks good all the time as well. Like mm. you never like, oh it yeah. It looks no, like it works everywhere. Quite, quite right. It looks good all the time. I, I think um, the only yeah. thing that would stop them from staying on there is whether or not the team remains viable. Like and I say that in a hopeful sense. Yeah, with the fact that it's not they rely on selling GM. bikes, right? Yeah. Like, they've the got f- to sell a fairly boutique bike to fund that race team. And I'm sure Continental's to, pumping some money into it. To but. be fair, the team is probably getting, you know, without the effort and money, the team is probably running with a couple mm. of guys like that on there. Mm. Um, but yeah, you sort of like, if G and Rachel aren't coming back full time, yeah, where does it, where does it mm. kind of land? They've got to sell bikes. Yeah. Um, Right, so at the start of the season, who had both Dakota Norton and Aaron Gwynn standing on a podium together? I I would say I've been a Dakota Norton fan for a while now, and I was glad to see him there. I am not ashamed to say that at the start of the season, I thought that bike was going probably nowhere near the top 10. So it's very impressive to see them uh, round out the year with uh, a double podium. Especially um, Dakota was uh, very pumped when he came through the finish line. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, I think there's a lot of people that would have said, based on looks and the fact that it was so late in the piece when they got it, that it had written those two off because that bike looked like shit. Yeah, I can't believe people would write off Gwynn. Who would do I know, that? I know. Some people, and some say they are uneducated, um, would write Gwen off, but not me. I've been there you from know the what? start. You know what, though? I've got a confession to make. When Gwen came through and came into the hot seat, I was seriously conflicted between this would be really cool if he wins, and I'd actually be quite stoked for him if he won. But I also don't want him to get any closer to Minar's win record, and that would be another step closer. So I was like, "Fuck, I really don't, really don't know if I want this to happen." But yeah, it would have been pretty was, cool if he had. I was the same, except I wasn't conflicted because I want him to beat Minar's win record just because, <laughs> like, not because I favour him over Minar, but because it would annoy you. Because I've, I think I've asked before, will he ever beat it? And you've been firm; he will no. never. And you probably still are. But he's yeah, he's, closer. Think, uh, he's closer. He's closer. You've got to ask. It's two wins next year. One of them being sidelined for three months with a neck brace. The other mm-hmm. coming off a podium result. You know, the odds are in uh, someone's favour there, aren't they? They really are. I've got to say though, 
uh, Dak's the number one guy on that team. Ooh. Oh, but, that's a but that's a big that's a big call. That's a big call. Well, not by status, salary, or yeah, where he's in the van, but like, yeah, he's the guy. Does Does Gwyn get the master? Like when they stay, they hire an Airbnb. Does he get? Does Gwyn get the master bedroom? Always. Like with the Dex ensuite, always and gets, gets the master bedroom. Does Dak hit the couch? And, and when they book the hotels, it's booked under. Um, Aaron Gwynn, and then Dakota Norton doesn't actually get his room booked under Dakota Norton, it's booked under Master Gwynn. Yeah. Yeah. Just to really rub it in there. Yeah. It's a, yeah, he's got to pull rank where he can. Gwynn. Yeah. Sure. He's got to cement that place as being the big dog. Mm. I'm amazed that Dakota Norton has got to. I didn't expect him to get this good. No, neither. Neither. I don't know why either. No, is it because he didn't? Is he because he didn't go down that traditional route? Like he wasn't a big time maybe. junior coming through. He, Although he was pulling either. results on a KHS, wasn't he? Was he on KHS for okay, intense? No, I don't think he was a KHS. Nah, no, he, he rode, was on Da Vinci. He, and... he rode like yeah, he was on Da Vinci for a bit. He was on some other like US brand, I think, for a bit, and uh, not hyper, but something like that from memory, but. Yeah, no, oh, he's maybe it's just because he's American, oh. and traditionally Americans haven't really gone that well in the last, you know, other than Gwyn. For quite he some was time. on a YT. That's right, he was on. He was, on he was on a young talent. Yeah, that was recently was though. The... That was pre. Yeah, that, was, that was very recent. Pre the intense ride. Um, yeah. Do you... we'll have a look. Gwyn. This this could be pretty dangerous next season. Could you see Gwyn getting like a real resurgence? Uh, if I if I say no, if I say no, I'll get accused of not backing my guy. So shit, yeah, yeah, well, good, good, yeah, yeah. Uh, I could see him coming in real strong next year, like being right around that kind of top five thing all the time. I could see him coming back and actually being really dialed. That would be uh, it's it's better for it's better for racing, right? Like yep. to have a guy for, like going at the top again. But like for the I sport, I yeah. I want to. I'd love to see him come back and and battle at the top. You for can't the podcast. <laughs> I I'd love to see Red Dog just have to bury his own um, hero. Really, oh, I'll fa- I'll just fade away if he if he starts doing shit. I'll just. <laughs> I'll just, just sort of never mention his name again. Back into the bushes. And yeah, probably become a, I don't know, Greg Minard guy or something. Yeah, good. Um, you can't you can't put his age as a barrier. But like, I think you probably look at him and you're like, ah, oh, he's, he's quite a bit older than those other guys. But then you look at Minard and he, old, he won a world chance. Or he's 35. So he's old, like he's, he's older. You know, he's not... Here's a take, though, is that so I reckon some of those guys who are in their mid-30s, like us, yeah. you know, who are guys. in shape, unlike us, yeah, well, say... maybe the exception there, Kerry. Yeah, some um, of us are in shape. But with their experience in racing and their kind of strength and conditioning, there's no reason they shouldn't be competitive if they've got the head in the game. No, just like Jay-Z said, a 42 would be better than 24. I carry the 4.5 and that's the 45th law, something like that. 
I mean, sure. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, it is it just carrying on from your point, Chris. Is mm. um, downhill becoming more of a thinker's sport? Like, are, are the days gone of the point and shoot? It doesn't really matter how the bike handles. It's just a skill, it's that. just fully skill based. Like when you look at Loic, that's the he's the epitome of the entire package, right? Like it's bike, it's skill, it's fitness. It's yeah. probably got a good looking rig in terms of so upper body. I'll, I'll answer that in two ways. Um, if you're basing it on people who make podcasts uh, on a Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday night following mm-hmm. the racing, mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely point and shoot. Um, but if you're basing it on the guys that are winning consistently, yeah, I think you're right. I think that there is, I think if we get a couple of years into the future, there's going to be more Loic Brunies and less, uh, I don't really know who, but who less wild bands. I wasn't going to throw anyone under the bus because <laughs> it wouldn't be right. My point is, I think I think the guys that are going to be winning in a couple of years' time consistently will be the Loics. But I think the tracks will change as well. I think there's the other thing is that the sport will evolve in a way that those guys like Loic will will be able to win more consistently. Mm. I think there'll be. I think the tracks will be less variable race to race yeah like i think we'll see less of a valdez old type situation valdez soul sorry sole um you'll see less of that i think so i think we'll see more tracks that are more leo gangs yeah more not predictable but the guys can kind of prepare for and have data on and analysis on all that kind of stuff yeah right all right and, and you'll also have, because you're going to have less guys competing in the big show every week, right? So there's less pressure on just being there and qualifying and more pressure on what do you do in your race run. Yeah, okay. that's my diet. I can see that. I mean, I can I see that, yeah. I could, I could see that. I wouldn't disagree. Too. I know, it's going to be interesting there. Um, right, Bernard Kerr, fifth place. Man, he's had a good season. What a legend. Fastest Has he been... Out there. I don't know how he does that, by the way. Like, How does he manage a team and do that? Especially when he's got to put up with Eddie and Matt Walker. Yeah, and for that reason, I'm a Kerr guy. <laughs> Which one, Henry or Bernard? Ooh. Well, both, because we don't know who Henry Kerr is. We've got no so idea who we he is. have to support yeah. him. There was some Kerr on Kerr crime up until that last corner as well. There was, like, there was, there was Kerr versus Kerr, and I don't know which Kerr it was. Yeah, neither did the commentary. They <laughs> were, they weren't sure, sure which Kerr was which. Yeah, that's unfortunate. But um, yeah, unfortunately for Henry Kerr, because he was on a strong run. Yeah, there was, there was I'm like podium not, stuff. I'm still not sure who he is. Pretty insane. I, I think he, I think he rode for like Ben Reed's team. Or is that still Ben Reed's team, the pro I think he's still, Yeah, Ben Reed manages it. So but I think he's been with him for a while. Yeah, I think so. So he was fastest at the speed trap. Uh, and then he went third. So his splits were third, ninth, ninth, first, and then 53rd. 
for a thirty. So he was he was first at the last split. Yeah. So was that is that meaning he, like well, he would he was he, he was, was on the well no nah, he was fastest in sorry in sector four so I don't know exactly where it was putting him but he went fastest in sector four. Oh, okay. So thirty seven. Oh, ah, like yeah. He was, but he was he was right in the mix. Crazy. For a yeah, for like a third, third, ninth, or whatever, or third, ninth, ninth, first, he was definitely um, probably sitting right in there around that top five position. So yeah, it it probably would have been pretty tight between him and Bernie. Yeah, yeah, crazy. That's out of nowhere. That's another one of these like examples where you, there's just this ride that someone Does has. Valdisol seems to kind of produce those. I feel. Yeah, it t- kind of does. I mean, like. Like, there's some guys that really excel there. Mm, definitely. Like your 13th and 08. Yeah, that came out of so nowhere. I'll, I never repeated I've that. I've got a theory on that as well, though. And I think my theory is that... Oh, my God, really good, put him, it'd be a really good theory if we again. could hear it. Yeah, it'd oh. be such a good theory. It's hard to get oh, good sorry. help around here. It's because he was getting himself cosy on his bed. Yeah. Sorry, I'm back. So what's your theory, um, mate? Well, it's not really a theory, it's an observation. Um, these guys have come from world champs. And everyone talked about being, you know, a big peak and all the rest of it. And the overall's already been decided. For a lot of guys, this weekend would have been a really good opportunity for a breakthrough result. And for a lot of other guys, it would have been a hard event to build up for and to to really perform it. Yeah, Bruni... nothing on the line. Bruni, to me, looked kind of flat in his run. Like, he's still got a yeah. top 10, so it's still a fantastic result, but he didn't look like he was, to me, anyway, from the outside looking in, he didn't look like he was pushing it. I mean, he was just but, like, fuck it, I've won my title, I can't do anything in the overall, let's get this race done. And Totally. Even um, uh, Amory, he crashed in his run, and by the looks of things, a pretty decent crash. Yeah, it was a but, as soon as he crashed, he just rolled down the hill because he, oh, had, yeah. was well, he had no he, reason not to, right? All he had to do was qualify, and that was if Finn was racing, and Finn mm. wasn't racing, and he and also Amory couldn't not qualify because he was quite obviously protected. So he had the he eventually had the World Cup title wrapped up. All he had to do was make it to his race run and finish his race run. Yeah, so, there was a few yeah. guys that looked like that, like. Like, like was certainly one where they uh, kind of went pushing to the same level as maybe usual. And yeah, why would you uh, want to? Like, Logan's got nothing to nothing to gain. Nah. Rosen kind of looked the same. Like, yeah, it'd be exactly. really good not to go into this off season with with an injury. Like, well, especially so. when he's just come back. From yeah, the season it's like just finish the year out and start. Oh, yeah. go home, get I to San Palooza. I heard a stat that. Something like fifteen percent of the start list didn't start because of, or of the qualifying <clears> list didn't start <throat> because of injury. Oh, so like if you're sitting there going, you know what, the season's done. I've had a good year. If you're Troy Brosnan, whoever else, why would you push it? Yeah, there was actually yeah, there, you're right. There is actually quite a yeah, few that a didn't, big, did not start. Chunk. So I'm just just yeah. quickly looking at that now. A couple of a few DNFs there. Yeah. 143 dudes racing for 60 spots. Mm. Yeah, it's a big field. Mm. Decent field. That's pretty decent. 
anyone, I mean, Henry, I was going to say, is there anyone that jumped out that, you know, you didn't expect to do good, but Henry Kerr is probably the, the guy there that was on a heater. Uh, yeah, he, he was ninth looking. was a pretty good result. I haven't seen him yeah, well, around there for a while. He, um, but he's never that far away. But you, when nah. you look at him, especially on that giant, you're not like. Do you forget Giant yeah, has a race team? Because I do he's, all the time. Well, he's it, so it's easy to forget well, when it's yeah. one guy. Yeah, What's he's a guy who giant must, doing? his his career must have been defined by the team that he's on. Not the other way around, right? Like, he's... Because he was on Commonsale for a while there? Yeah, he was on what's now, you know, like the Muckoff, Commonsale Muckoff team. Hmm. And he did all right. He, he did pretty good. He won a World Cup with him. Yeah. On boss suspension. Did. Exactly. That team has come a long way. Yeah. And he had some hearty lines as well. I remember he was sort of like the guy that was hucking lines that no one else was. Yeah. That yeah, was he thrives in the steep, eh? Yeah. Uh, Oliver Zwa was another good result too. Man, he's he's had some good results. He's stepped stepped up as one of those guys that you're just like, oh, he's in the like top ten or top twenty. Doesn't really, not really a surprise anymore. Do I? Do, is is Zwa uh, an example of where Tohoto could have been? Oh, yes. yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I feel like that one Draker just hasn't worked for him. I mean, it's early days, right? It's not the yeah. end of the world. But... It's lots of time to come. No, he rode yeah. good on it in New Zealand, so I don't really know what happened this season. Oh, yeah, he's insane here. Uh, probably the last person I'm going to point out of the top 20 was Matt Walker. New Zealand mm. Matt Walker. 19th place. Bloody fantastic result for him. That was That's a result. And yeah. he raced four cross. He got fourth in the four cross that night as well. No, he did yeah. not. Yeah. Walker Legion. He's, he gets our, our it's so good. MVP. He's, yeah. He's the MVP of the weekend for sure. He took he, the overall. He took the I gravity think, overall. Yeah. I think he qualified second in four cross, but then he went down in finals, so he ended up fourth. But he was in oh. like, the, the main final. What a hero. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I didn't know that. What a he's legend. Ta- taking it back to the, the real days of uh, downhill guys racing four cross or duel after the race. Yeah, that's great. So that was that pretty is cool. great. He still has another EWS round, right? They've got like another four rounds or something. What? Oh, they do not have four. Is it not that many? Maybe there's a couple. But I feel like there's, there's more than one. They still have that motocross donations and uh, uh, finale, don't oh, they? Enduro Nations. Yeah, yeah. Is that on again, their Nations? I don't know. All I want to see is another e-bike race around a motocross track. Now you kind of throw those two together. Oh, me like too. That, Mostly like because that. I was aiming for Bosch to send us all there. Yeah. Good luck so that. good. No, we're not up to scratch on that type no. of racing, Red Dog. No. Nah. So that's, uh, that's most of that. We touched on the fantasy at the start. So fantasy was won overall by the Flying Cow, who we have now identified as the infamous Cowboy. It um, is. Who, <laughs> you, take, take it away, Red Dog. You alluded to it at the start, but he hasn't even worked out how to listen to the podcast. No, so I talked to Cal on the weekend. I, I bumped into Cal out on the trails, and it was fantastic to see him. And we were yarning, and then we were talking about the podcast, and he said, yeah, I was the one that beat you. And was it St. Anne or wherever? Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was St. Anne. St. Anne. And I was like, what? It was you. Why didn't you say anything? And he's like, oh, I don't listen. 
I don't have the po- I don't have any podcast apps, so I've never listened. But I'm in your fantasy league, and he's in deep. He's like, I can't I can't stop playing with it. Like I, I I'm always changing the team. Like, and I said I well since Saint Anne I haven't changed mine, so um, he's certainly got me beat. But yeah, he takes the overall. That is, um, that's fantastic that someone who's not even listening to the podcast won. I mean, it's probably, that's probably why he won because he wasn't listening to probably, any, yeah. any of our terrible takes. The best so thing then, is, is that, is that it'll be such a joy to Bradshaw to know that the coveted Shammy will we, go to Cow. That's fantastic. Can we get a picture of him? That's, that's amazing. Oh. We should get a picture of him in it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Now we don't have to get someone an actual prize. We can just give him that pack and save share. Exactly. Someone had also lent him an e-bike for um, a trip to the gorge. Now, that doesn't sound like the smart thing to do. No, I wouldn't be lending him a bike. No, no. Terrible idea. Who takes an e-bike to the gorge? Yeah, I don't know. KB, can you get back to us when you do some market research, please? Yep, when I get out there for some market research, I'll, I'll yep. let you know. Yeah, um, there is there is an e-bike package you can do there though, where you just get one shuttle and then you have to go pedal up the hill a bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moving no, on. Yep. Uh, hey guys, no. hey guys, New Zealand just got another wicket, so it's going quite well. Um, <laughs> are you doing the podcast or are you uh, watching cricket? Uh, What's the story, dog? Uh, Australia are twenty-seven for four. What did we put on? 2.30. 2.40. Riveting. Ah, that's week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Riveting stuff. Right, cool. Um, someone called XC Whippet decimated the field, well, decimated the podcast league at the final round with a solid 900 points. Uh, don't know who that's not. That's not possible. That's impossible. Who are they? They had... 900. Yeah, so their team How many did I score that time? Charlie Hatton, Oliver Zwar, Bernard Kerr, Andreas Kolb, Nina Hoffman, and Jess Blewett. They fucking smashed it. That is an insane Everyone, team. if they weren't on the podium, was top 10. Oh, it's man. It's incredible. Mm. You know, I reckon the trick to fantasy downhill is... Not playing it, because fuck, it sucks. Yeah, I'd agree. But I mean, I suck. I'd say that's, that's probably the best piece of there. advice you can get. <laughs> the secondary piece of advice is change your team when people get injured. Just change so, your team in general is probably a pretty yeah. good idea. Mm. So that's what you do. Mm. Who would have thought? Yeah. So has that has our league been a success? Do you think? Well, we had about forty. We had forty nine people playing. Would you call that a community? Yeah. Have we have we built a community? I think we've built a community. You know what that shows me that there's forty nine people that. Well, there's not 49 people. No, there's that not listen. 49 people that listen. There's, there's possibly 48 people that listen. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> Who knows how many more of them don't listen either? There are 23,000 people that play fantasy downhill there globally. Oh, we haven't done yeah. too bad. We've got a we've got a small market share. What, what, I'll just work up centers out there once again. Okay, we'll we'll just take, we'll keep gobbling away at them. We'll see what we can get. Uh, we'll just yeah, baby steps. Baby steps. Yep. We'll we'll get yep. there when it's time. We will. So, building an empire, guys. Yeah, I, that's that is a point zero zero two percent percentage of people who are that into downhill that they'll play fantasy league online. It's better than zero percent, though. 
It is. Exactly. We're up. We're up, boys. That's good. We're on the up. We'll get more next year. We'll get them back. Um, So I think it's... It has to start somewhere. Guys, I think it's time. I think it's time to announce something big that's going to go down in 2023. You had me there for a second, but yeah, it will be 2023. Yeah, it will be. I think that's next year. Would you call this... uh, the beginning of something special i think so i'm getting kind of all warm and fuzzy just just thinking about it Mm. who's gonna make the announcement who who i'll I'll start with a question all right question for you red dog where are you gonna be i think it's the 23rd of february is it that sounds close enough that's close enough i'll be enjoying a nice lone star meal somewhere that's what i'll be doing Gary, whereabouts? I think we'll probably be in Queenstown at the um, the Coronet Peak National Round. Probably more like the 25th. Probably right around oh, National okay. Champs. Right yeah, National, National Champs, Champs time. National Champs. So we're talking National Champs. And what do we love more than current downhill racing? <laughs> really old downhill racing. Yeah. Actually... I've got a side thing for this. Maybe we should hire the Lone Star and we'll watch some old downhill movies and we'll have a party there. Perfect. Oh, that's sounding like high admin. It's sounding like high admin. That is sounding like high admin. No, 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 no. This is the rules of the Twin Six Champs. Someone comes up with an idea, you lock it in. <laughs> yeah. No debate. <laughs> you don't Batman. think about so, it. We need a so that, bar. It gives so, me a great deal of, uh, of honour to announce that the 26-inch National Champs will be taking place at Coronet Peak. Uh, next year, same weekend as the actual national champs. Exclusive. Because you'll actually have to be entered into that race to, yeah. to be yeah. Yeah. Race actual national champs. There will actually be no real admin on our side other than calculating results at the end of the day. But um, exactly. we uh, we have some plans on a 26-inch um, a national championship. Uh, we will. This is why we were looking for a D2 last round because that will be part of the trophy. Uh, has to be mm-hmm. can only be a D2. I mean, a 26-inch wheel is way too much admin for someone to take home with. No them. one's flying down with that. Yeah, no, you can't no put that in the plane. No. Nah. Um, so we'll be part of the uh, the national champs at Coronet Peak. Um, we've basically set the rules as you need to have a wheel size that is no bigger than 26-inch. We will accept 24, 26-inch mullet. Uh, if you are so inclined to go that way, but nothing bigger than 26. Has to be both uh, wheels under, both wheels under. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, and basically, that's the only rule. Um, you yep. have to race national champs and you have to pre-register with us for um, to be in the running for it. But that's... Um, Correct. There will be a hom- homologation. We will uh, we'll get some stickers and much like an AWS, we'll put those on your wheels and absolutely will not check those ever again. No. Um, but you need to come and get homologated. Chris will be out there with the tape measure to make sure that everything's within Kui. That's exactly right. So, so let's just run through things top to bottom. The rules themselves are pretty light. Uh, all entries must have two wheels, and each wheel Ken Louis, must you're have out. Maximum. Pardon me. Ken Louis out. Ken. Lu- you remember yeah. Kid Louie, no. the unicycle guy? Yeah, yeah he's out. He's, he's not gone. Playing. He's gone. He's fucked. Yeah. yeah. In fact, if he shows up, he's, we're stealing his unicycle. He's out. Yeah, yeah he's out. Maximum 26 inch. 
two wheels required. <laughs> no no trikes. Real rules, but there's a, there's quite a lot of admin. This is an admin heavy event. It um, is. Rule light, admin, heavy. admin heavy. So I'm going to run through the admin as we've documented it so far. Uh, so first point of admin, races must register in advance uh, via the OTB podcast, and we will share a registration form sometime in the future. Yeah, sometime um, closer. We'll, we'll get a Google. Yeah, there's something now. It seems hard. We'll get a Google sheet out there. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to Maybe make too many commitments, but we yeah. will share a registration form. But the point is, you have to register in order to be eligible for the win. Um, all races will be required to check in at the OTB uh, pit location. TBC. Homolog- hom- yeah, exactly. Also, we don't know where that is, but that's for homologation check. So that's, are your wheels of the correct size? Could just that's be a white unit in the car park like it was last year. So It probably will be. It'll either be yeah, a white Hopefully you can get another. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or kind of for campus. That'd be nice as exactly. well. It'll also just be the three of us giving you shit about your entry, um, your entry and your bike, by the way. So we <laughs> yep. refer to our bikes as entries. That's yep. another rule. Just like Bathurst, yes. Admin rule. Uh, races, now this is probably the most important piece. Uh, racy, races will be invited and expected to attend the pre-race dinner, which we held at Lone Star Queenstown, and the post-race party, which will also be held at Lone Star <laughs> Under the guise of let's get fucked up like old times, it's a good opportunity uh, to try and lure, lure some of uh, the people who've been out out of racing um, and want to make a return. I think Queenstown's probably got a pretty good area. You know, it's a pretty good catchment area for it too. Oh, I hope so. I, I think so. I, I, th- I think it's got some uh, prestige being the twenty-six inch national champion. Do you um, think we can lure anyone like you know? Do we want to put some names in well, there? We've, you know, like names we've tried to lure you, but you've shut us down. So currently the race, the entries are just Chris and I. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's early days. Although, having said that, um, we've seen expressions of interest from uh, from a few people. Red Dog, do you want to talk about the community that's expressed interest? Oh, there's there's been interest expressed, although um, certain, certain uh, party... Who is on the lookout for his old cove? Has has since said he may be looking for something more modern. So that's a real downer. Um, what wheel size? It? Well, let's yeah, call him out. No. Sam Baker's racing on a twenty-six inch. So that's draw card. Who wrote yep, a cove? Oh, I don't know why why he wants it. Um, oh, is it? I want him to get oh, the. I forgot yeah. Baker wrote a cove. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Do you think yeah. I can get this rank and spec? Uh, 2002 yes. Foes yes, D8 built, and we can get him on a fly-in fly-out oh, on oh, the Foes. Oh, that would be so Monica. nice. <laughs> that would be so nice. No, no not Rankin. Get Rankin down for it. Oh, Rankin. Yeah, yeah. Get Rankin on, on the, it. On the Rankin bike. No, he's, he's too busy for that, eh? There's, cause someone has to bring out the Lahar. Like, Punter Punta has, has he's got the horse's old one. He's got the world champs. Surely, can we fly horse in from Iran? Can we get Is horse there... in from Iran to get back on the yeah. 2006 world champ bike? And will the, the show budget stretch to that? Does he know where the rainbow is? Yeah, didn't, he, didn't he lose the rainbow jersey? No, he lost the... the he's got no idea where the rainbow is. Huh? The, the show budget oh, no. will stretch to an official information request to... Um, oh, uh, an OIA. Yeah, an OIA. Yeah. To, um, to whoever looks after horse... 
Um, who does look after him? Yeah, who knows? He's he's on a diplomatic situation. Get him back his into handler. the country. Yeah. His handler. His handler. We need to talk to his handler. Um, to get him back to the country to race, um, fly and fly out, one weekend only. I mean, that's the gist of everyone coming to this race. Fly and fly out, one weekend only. Make it stick. Um, and Slip, slip, slap. Yeah, that's it. AK um, still has a D8, turn a DHR. Do you reckon we can get him to bust that out and bring it down? Oh, man. Well, we could live our childhood through, heroes right? of just getting yeah, off the sky yeah, for a yeah, race. Yeah, we could. Yeah. So there's, there's one last point of admin um, that I'm going to announce with no substance behind it whatsoever that there's $500 being awarded to the fastest 26 inch on my day. TBC. I mean, TBC. We've and had a hard time full, getting any sponsors, so we might have to start like some crowdfunding. Totally. Full disclosure, we don't know where that money's coming from. Or if it's going to exist. Yeah, exactly. We don't know if it's real or if it's coming from anywhere. What we might do is start a crowdfunding campaign and what you guys put in is what the winner takes back. And exactly. But the but the but there's an obligation from the winner to just convert that straight onto the bar. Is that well, right? actually, that's... 100%. Yeah, because, you know, normally it's sort of like a 10%, you know, of your winnings on the bar type scenario, I think. Yeah, but this will be no, 100%, 100% as expected to go yeah, on the bar. Yeah, yeah, Maybe that's a better way of doing it is, is everyone's entry fees go straight on the bar. Yeah. But we're not, we can't take the entry fees though because we're not Bike NZ. Yes, we can. <laughs> if we're not, I'm going to go back to admin point number one. Races must register in advance. <laughs> via the entry form available from the OTB podcast so we could both collect entries and money. Right, so we're going to double the charge for them. Yep. What are we offering in terms of a race event? Like, no, over and above price. what... Yeah, over and above what uh, Bike and Z's offering. Um, uh, part, of, mm-hmm. part of something bigger. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Part of history. Yeah. Part of history. You say that people who race the 26 internationals are contributing to... The culture of the sport, local economy. Do you think I local should start economy? sowing yeah. the seed with, or yes. you know, throwing some lines You've out? Done that. Well, I've sowed a couple of seeds. Um, do you think I should throw, you know, throw some lines out and see if I can get some bites from anyone, you know, maybe an event organizer or something down there to just oh, put our own, just put, a, put our own class in there. Just, you just throw a little yeah. class in yeah, there. Chuck there. Class in there. Chuck, it, chuck it in there. Just chuck just it in chuck there. Chuck it in. I've got a question for you, Kerry. Would you race two classes, Kerry? That's my question. Yeah, if there was a if there was a separate class, I'm in. So you get two race runs. Yep, I'll race the I'll race this. Oh, actually, there's a very tidy 26 inch V10 around. I could probably get on that, or I'll race the Sunday. Or you'd race so that. You do, you do you, mate. But you you heard the rules. Yeah. Uh, also, by the way, if you don't race two classes, you can't come to dinner. Yeah. Oh, right. no, nah, hang on. What if he's paying? Ah, uh, yeah, he can come to dinner. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. If the OTB pod is, coming, is paying, then he can come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If the OTB pod's paying, yeah. yeah. My well, that's an exciting announcement. It's, a, it's an exciting announcement. It is. It's going to be a busy weekend because I think I've even got myself in for racing cross-country as well. So. Have you? I think so. I think it's Ooh. on the cards. Yeah, that's another. He's looking for him. another title. He's on the hunt. Yeah, Kerry's doing the full John Tomac. He's racing downhill cross country, twenty six inch nationals, which I'm pretty sure John Tomac raced back in the day. Yeah, yeah. and he's he pretty drop bars. He was a twenty six inch legend. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Uh, yeah, oh, that's nice. Watch out for you know Tour of Southland next year or something, guys. Yeah, I'll be might be there. So, uh, any specific callouts? I know we sort of briefly touched on it, but um, anyone you'd like to see at Twenty Six Nationals? We talked about it briefly last weekend with Lester Carey. Uh, do you want to dive into that? Anyone that we would like to see specifically? Yep, everyone. Yep. Now's the chance. Uh, everybody. I mean, it, you know who would be great to get back? Let's get Glenn Sisserich on a bike. Oh, yeah, you know what? He could probably pull a bike off... Um, who is it? Henry Van Ash has got... Oh, all those GTs. GTs. So we could we could just all fly down there, not mm. bring bikes, and yep. just go to Henry Van Ash's shed yep. and pull out all of the GTs. Just pick a GT off the wall. You I could mean, also do that in Tim McKenzie's shed. Or Ivan Woods. Like, yeah. Ivan just, like... Just go around to his house and j- just pick up a bike. He's got plenty. Yeah, it'll be like you go in, you get set up, you choose your bike, and yep. you get set up, and then you roll out. Yeah, yeah. And he could he could field a whole class. He could field an entire race. Yeah. Maybe he should sponsor the event. <laughs> I think he spends all his money on retro downhill bikes, though. Mm. Which is a weird thing to spend money on. Yeah, you do you. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean... It's not like... It's not We've like just spent 15 minutes talking about how we're trying to relive our, the old days. I mean... I'm not saying it's not a worthy thing to spend money on. I'm saying it's a weird thing to spend money on. <laughs> There's far weirder. That's right. Who else Who else do we want to see uh, make a return? We could try and pull back out of the out of the woodwork. I want to make a special call out to Joel Daniels. He's in the area. He's not far, oh. is he? Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be hard to Little find squeaky one. Squeaky shock. Yeah, that's it. Um, a special call out to Banger, um, who I mean, he's always been a fan of vintage machinery. Yeah. So uh, I, that's all I've got to say. Banger, would love to see you there. Byron Scott. Um, Byron Scott. Yeah, yep. Byron Scott. Well, famously well, only listens to the first nine minutes of the podcast, but. So he won't get this far, but it sucks for him because <laughs> that still counts as a listen. So that's does right. it nine minutes? Good uh, in nine. fairness, I mean, look, I'd love to see Byron at the race, but I'd be more interested in seeing Byron at the after party um, <laughs> as the captain of the after party. So, yep, the infamous uh, "Let's get fucked up like old times" Dodsy after party may or may not have been championed by one Byron Scott, who I helped make a Facebook event for it. <laughs> did you help? How did you help? I showed him how to do it. <laughs> Whilst we were enjoying an, uh, a curry. Well, he, I mean... He didn't know how to the make it. The camper van admin eluded both of them, really, didn't it, over there? So it's not surprising that he couldn't rustle up an event. No, no, not surprising at all. Um, so we, we won't go on too much more about this, but um, I do want to ask a few specific questions about Red Dog and his preparations for the event. Um, yes. Just to give our listeners an understanding of how serious we are about this, Red Dog, got a new bike for the race. Oh, yeah, we purchased the new chassis. Uh, go on. After seeing Chris's Zero last year, I just had to have one. So we, we've got in the stable now an ex-Skulzy. Uh G2, which maybe we should just make him do a parade lap on that just so. for old time's sake. He's also um, in the area. He is in the area, although he might be in the islands. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're, we're pulling together this year, uh, for next year. Looking for that 2-6 title. At this stage, it's just, I just have to beat Chris. 
Um, so yeah, well, I mean that's a given. You guys can have your own battle in that one at the moment. It'll it'll all come. Around. But yeah, we're looking forward to it. I I just think it's a good good way to entice some people back to racing. I think the two six uh, specific class has some merit. Um, it'd be a, even if you're a junior, you can still be running twenty six inch wheels. Come on over. Well, this is what should, we put, an, class, should we put an age limit on it though? No, no it's everyone anyway. Yeah. No, you're going yeah, all inclusive. See, I, is, I, I inclusive. feel like it should be for the people that only remember what having a 26 inch no, wheel is. No, no. This is the thing: is if I see a a 15 year old who is the right size to be riding a 26 inch bike, whose parents know enough to go and find that kid a 26 inch downhill bike. And they podium at the 26 internationals. Yeah. Not only do they get our kudos, but they get to come to the after party, <laughs> buy the beers. Yeah. And and you've got your next sand blankets up on your hands, just like that. Oh yeah. There you go. Well, well, I mean, they still have to register and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, clearly. So to the, to the parents out there of aspiring young downhillers who are looking for a downhill bike, if you want them to make their next step in their career, winning this title. This would be the pathway. Exactly. Don't go and buy them an off-the-shelf race rig. Go and find a clapped-out old 26-inch downhill bike. Scour around for some old parts. Red Dog's got some old brakes and some old shit that's come off his pivot. So check out. Oh, I've got a full rig. Yeah, check out Marketplace and get it out of my shed. <laughs> that's it. I threw out. Come um, racing with the old boys. Threw out three swing arms the other day. Cranked swing arms. As you do. Two two intenses and a Tomac that were just sitting around in uh, oh, Mum and Dad's my. garage. I was, like, niche, eh? I was like, these don't need to be around anymore. I'll throw these in the bin. Cracks everywhere. Twenty six inch was a was a vibe. That it was. Right. That's enough for this episode. I don't know what the future's gonna hold, but we're basically oh, all yeah. racing now. So well, hang on, just a quick one. That was the last Red Bull broadcast. Yes, good point. And I actually meant to bring that up. There was um, there was a few little things from Rob. They did a pretty. They they wrapped up uh the Men's XC. Men's XC was their, officially the last broadcast. Um, they also had some at the end of the Men's Downhill where they all got together and kind of said a few words as well. But he was like visibly quite. Gutted, I think. Oh, he's been the the voice of downhill for fuck how many years now? Uh, twelve, fourteen, fourteen. Like he would have been there. Was he there in two thousand and eight? Yeah, because yeah. that's when Hill was at Val oh, yeah. So you're like fourteen years. Yeah. Freecaster, that's Red a big, Bull. Big they hinted at to say symbolically, it's a it's it's sort of the end of the era, though, right? Like it really is, yeah. Because he he he's been the voice of the sport as long as the sport's been broadcast, but he's also been like he's been around the sport and he's been the sort of the culture of the sport for a long time. Yeah. And I think him stepping out and this move to discovery and the way that racing's sort of evolving and everything, mm. it's it is. I think we're we're moving into a different era. Yeah, we were here. We were here, guys. We were sitting on the couches, commenting on it from a distance. We were here. (laughs) You always remember this time. um, It's going to be big shoes 
to fill his spot and have someone as good as him. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you can get someone who's professional and good at what they do, but to have his knowledge and his passion and everything that he brings to it, that is huge shoes to fill. Yeah, you th- and you'd think, like, after this many years in that seat, he, he maybe would have been like, ah, oh, you know, like, my time's come. And, you know, 14 years or whatever, it might even be 15 years of doing that, even though the first years were when he was steamed doing it for free cast. But, like, <laughs> Those were the best years. Yeah, great years. But, you know, like, maybe... But he didn't seem like he was ready to give it up. And nah. when you... When they signed off from those broadcasts, you were kind of, you kind of left you thinking like, shit, what we have here is an insanely good product for free. Yeah. And now it's all just quite unknown. Um, but, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, as a fan, you'd love something. You know, you look forward to the World Cups and you love racing and then having the uncertainty there is kind of lame. Yeah. Yeah, I've got to say, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been a proponent of the changes uh, throughout the podcast this year. I'm excited for next year. I think it's going to be good. Mm. I think that they might have a bumpy year as they establish the feeder series that starts to sort of support these guys coming in and racing elite. But I'm excited to see a consistent top 30, you know, these guys starting to have big profiles being built. Yeah. And also the... I, I think one of the things that's not been, I don't think it's been understood well enough is what Discovery could do for the the storytelling around the sport. You know, Red Bull covers the races on the weekends, but they don't do anything outside of that, at least for downhill racing. No, yeah. not a heck I reckon a there's a lot of opportunity to tell the story behind the racing. Yeah, that would be really cool. Um, I, I, that's, yeah, that's a lot easier when you've say. only got 30 guys to Ride to survive. Right? Right to survive, yeah. 100%. Like, these guys, I, I bet you they're looking at the... I mean, all these big media outlets at the moment that are covering sports are looking at Drive to Survive going, that's the way you cover sports now. Yeah, that's you don't how you do it, it yeah. on the weekend, you do it on the weekend, plus the off-season, plus everything in between. I'm really interested to see how the... I don't know whether you guys know, but there's going to be a Tour de France version, you know, style documentary, right? Yeah, Drive to yeah. Survive next year. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that one looks. I think it'll be quite good. Yeah, I mean, that's right. It's a fantastic... homework for you guys. Yes. Go and watch. I know this is a a Red Bull thing, but but to give you a bit of an idea of what they could do with it. Go and watch. There's a show called The Strife, which is S-T-R-E-I-F. Essentially, it's about one particular race, a downhill ski race, in Austria, it always really, comes really back famous. to downhill skiing with this guy. Yeah, how are your edges, boys? Sharp, you know, and well paid. Fair. Go and watch that. And that's the storytelling that doesn't exist in downhill at the moment. So, like, give me a full documentary about about uh, Fort William, about all the history and all the rest of it, and make that a series, whatever. All I want to see is Hill winning in 07. Yes. Hundred percent. And he's Emory part of the history. World champs there. That's all we want to see. <laughs> anyway, it's your dinner time, isn't it, Red Dog? We're far past it. Um, Nine forty-two. The other, the other thing, just we'll quickly touch on. They seemingly have a writers' union rep or writers' union fight up. Yeah, Nico and Nico. And, yeah, that's um pretty interesting. Very interesting. They're all looking at like is, signing is a union contract as well. 
Yeah. So, it's, so is this the one that Loic and Finn fired up? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it seems like they yeah. kind of got it all going and now it's like really started happening. And so they had like top 20 or top 30 or something voted uh, reps into place. And yep. then, um, so yeah, they're, they're going to be kind of like the, the union representatives. And even Emily said that it's like, they're going to be contract in place, you know, like everyone's going to sign a contract and that sort of thing as part of this union. Mm. And so it's pretty, pretty full on. Yeah. And they've worked out how like, um, like decisions would get made in terms of like what would be a majority and all that sort of stuff. It's quite and, interesting. Um, It'd be very hard to pull off. I'm yeah. kind of surprised that they've got agreement uh, for everyone. Sean Heimdall's back this, too. The, the old monster energy. Well, yeah. Right. Doing what? This is this is. He's going to be the team manager's representative, from what I understand. Right. Hmm. So. But this is the thing. There's precedent for all of this, right? So yeah, I know that downhill's not F1. I know it's not ski racing, but this is literally the playbook that was rolled out for um, for the drivers' representative group. I don't know what they're called. Um, the DRG in F1. They might mm. be that. Um, and the Constructors' Championship. So the Constructors have representation at F1 and the drivers have representation at F1. And it came about because of safety and it came about because of um, uh, like media stuff and it came about of all the same things that Downhill's dealing with at the moment. It's growing pains. And these guys need the representation to make sure that they get you know, a piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think... Thing. It's awesome. But in a in a sport like F one, it is a far more pointy and professional sport than downhill is now. So just getting agreement on things when you've got you know privateers can still come and race and things. So it's yeah. quite it's a step in the professional direction by a long way. But those like the constructors championship and the drivers association came about like thirty. 40 mm. years ago when it wasn't professional right so those things came out at a time when those sports were probably at the same sort of place that downhill is now where guys are getting paid good money the manufacturers have got some level of representation there's debates over media rights yeah and about how you expand the sport and now it's suddenly getting really professional really quickly and so we go okay well we need representation for the people that put the show on mm. and I, I don't know i i'm optimistic Oh, no, I don't think the union's a bad thing. It's a, it's a huge step in the right direction, I would think, in terms of consistency, safety, all that stuff. Mm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, like that bridge at the end of Val Nord this year mm. was a big big factor, I think, and a lot of this yeah. kind of really firing up and getting going. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if things like that come up again and, and how it's all handled. Same with, I guess, Brooks injury and things and how that was handled was a real catalyst for this as well. So. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah, totally, and and how they balance the the need for tracks that are good for cameras and good for top to bottom filming, and yeah. also good for racing and good for the sport in general, because I think that's going to be a really interesting battle over the next couple of years, mm. for sure. Yeah. Right, that's enough of that. We've cool. uh, we've we've talked everyone's ears off for an hour and a half, so that'll be enough for this week. Uh, like I said. I don't know when we'll be back, but we've got a few topics up our sleeves, so we'll probably see you again later this month, maybe if we get something off the ground. But other than that, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, other than that, thanks for listening this season. I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again. 
But, and uh, congratulations, Cowboy. Yeah, congratulations, Cowboy. Signing off from the OTV podcast. Uh, we'll see you sometime soon. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> What's up? Whoa, 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 whoa. I come from the land of God on Poisonous pen. Read the label carefully, I'm only here for the show. I love hip hop too much to let you feed my ego. In the key of F U C K Y O U. I mean, why do I owe you if you're not helping me through? I mean, why do I owe you if you're obstructing my view? Success is not my class or just a house that's brand new. You see, I irrigate the culture, give it shape like a sculpture. Still complicated, rock like I'm supposed to be. L I T Z like my DJ. Rock to the rhythm like you rock to what he plays.